This episode of the Boss Horse Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash Media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deer, getting alongside me as always is PC Muscle Race himself, Laurent Dawkins. Yo, what's poppin'? He had to change his shirt, he was getting too hot. Yeah, I got to, you know, he was in the background. Too toasty. <laughs> too hot to handle. Anyway, uh, also <laughs> joining us is the mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov. Cheers, friends. How are you? By the way, let me just go ahead and say this real quickly. That freaking gaming chair you have is fucking svelte. That is so nice. I like it. It's fun. I, I love it. Is it actually comfortable? Like, because I know some of them aren't comfortable. Way more comfortable than my, like, 15-year-old office chair. Yeah. You know, you know what's wild about that? Like, I, I it's, it's actually been confirmed that every gaming chair is, like, the worst for ergonomics and, and, like, and like back and lumbar support and all that shit. Of course it is. Yeah, of yeah, I know. Is. Like, it's, it's, a big fu- it's a big fucking racket. All right. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> I mean, I have a pretty beast ass. Oh, my. I have a hoodie hanging over the back of it, but I have a pretty beast ass fucking gaming chair, too. And uh, I also know this is why I have terrible, terribly tight hip flexors. <laughs> my ass is always in the chair. <laughs> Hmm. All right, for After Dark, we're going to talk about Laurent's hip speaking, flexors. Speaking of ass in the chair, <laughs> returning is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? His ass is in the chair. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think it is. His, his, much, his much smaller <laughs> ass is in the chair. <laughs> I know. Um, we have a very special guest tonight as well. You know him. You love him. He has thousands of subscribers on YouTube, which makes me jealous. But also, he puts a lot more work into YouTube than we do. So, yeah. Uh, Dan Colonna, a.k.a. Dan O'Mac. Hey. Hi. Uh, My ass is not in any chair. I'm actually standing. Are you at a standing desk? I'm standing like some kind of maniac. I don't know what it is. Whenever I, like, do things... Like this, I have to stand now. I need to. I need to invest in one of those. Probably when I probably when I move out of here and get my own office space, yeah. I will have. I will get myself a, a uh, see, stand desk. I, I wasn't. Uh, I couldn't afford a standing desk. So what I did is, and I saw someone like sell it on Facebook Marketplace. It's like this thing where you mm-hmm. put on your desk and you can raise and yes. lower it, and that's what I have. Yeah, I those might are do that. in between. Mm-hmm. They're a solid choice. Um, thank you for the nice intro. Uh, that that whole subscriber thing. I have one YouTube short that did all that doesn't matter so like for real i know i'm just saying my 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 is uh play with youtube shorts just do it hold on hold on hold on to experiment with you'll figure yeah it's it's one i unbox a nintendo switch what's that's it what the fuck that's it i got a switch and i was like well i wait sell cash on it i might as well okay you know what i have i haven't i have an end then because you know what i was just telling myself like how like insane uh nintendo fans are 
Zelda mm-hmm. fans are and Kingdom Hearts fans are. So I'm what if we're I all three now? Yeah, well, when you buy something ridiculous and you can't justify it, make Unbox. a short out of opening it. And there's just I do not I, I that's Unbox the, crazy the cloud part, versions like... of Kingdom Hearts on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually that's made the... that, I bet it would at least get somebody to like what and then open it. <laughs> or I was gonna and say you un- the... unbox a switch dressed as Zelda with a keyblade to mm-hmm. cut it open. <laughs> you know the crazy part about it is I cannot stand unboxing videos. I feel like they are the biggest waste of freaking time. They but are. you know what? If if that's gonna give me seven thousand views, because like I think the I think the thing is seven thousand views and you instantly get monetized with shorts. Uh, something like that. I gotta do th- but either way they're fun to make if you can make them fun. So that's my to be, to be fair, at work we we do some unboxing videos, and they're the best things we do at work. And they like they're not even like part of our business. So interesting. People just like seeing stuff get revealed, even though yeah. they know what's inside. It's like weird. My boss un, un the, unboxed the the, the desktop Mac uh, Pro, like the little box one mm. that when the M ones came out, and uh, it's it's been our best video like yeah. ever on that channel. <laughs> So people like, like the tour. Yeah. You're like, oh, look at the ports. I'm like, yeah. And then on the video, isn't people like saying most of it's people telling me how it's not an OLED because I didn't get the white model mm. because they just. But the don't. OLED comes with a neon model. Yeah, it's right there. And it's but nicer. silly. <laughs> I know, but it's <laughs> just funny that nobody there doesn't have a switch, which also blows my mind because you, know, you would think that you know unboxings what? would be appealing to people who don't have the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do me a favor in the chat. In the chat, send me send me a link to your YouTube channel. I'm gonna give you an extra view on that short. Oh, I, I just want I just want to see the magic because like I because like I I'm trying to I'm trying to really beef up. I'm trying to really beef up my um my 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 YouTube presence. Like oh, I would love to I would love to get like monetized this year. As a matter of fact, I would love to get monetized before my birthday in June. It you can do it. It takes time. I'm not yet. <laughs> Because I I feel like all the stuff I do for Crossroads and stuff like this this is what I should be doing like I make I should make shorts. The only problem is I feel like I just do not have enough time in the day, and I took on an extra project which I'm not bitching about. By the way. <laughs> I'm not bitching about. Who's what's that? I, hmm. Uh, well, what is oh, the pro- I want to hear about what is it secret? No, no, it's not. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. Like like Corey might launch himself, uh, you know, through the internet at me <laughs> when I say it though. <laughs> What are you talking Ste- about? Stephanie, Stephanie, and I are doing are doing a, a spoiler cast recap of uh, of the Last of Us as mm. the episodes come out. I told you I didn't yeah, care as, about that. I don't want to be a part I, of it. I don't care about the Last of Us. As a matter of fact, the first episode went live today on my YouTube channel it, at four PM Eastern Standard Time, and the audio version is available also over on over on. Oh, you just just look up just look up Anchor Crossroads. Just hmm. just go to Anchor and look up Crossroads. It's anchor.fm slash Exodus803 podcast. Oh, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Corey, Corey created that for me. So, uh, so yeah. Let, <laughs> thank it's you, Corey. Not, it's not slash Crossroads because I, I did it just in case you wanted to put your Monster Hunter show on there. Yeah, which the Monster Hunter show will be coming back. Ooh, You've been cool. saying that for a while now. I'm excited. <laughs> I have. I have. Maybe Stephanie will be on that, too. No. <laughs> you guys can talk about Monster million. Hunter. 3.7 million views. Oh man. I again, all I did was open the stupid switch that I was like, why did I buy this? My old switch only had a buzzing fan. That's the only thing that was wrong with it. I was like, this also is too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> we could have a we could have another short to see whose switch is louder. 
I gave mine back. They, they took it back and they were like, is anything wrong with it? I was like, no. And they were like, all right, cool. Here's your discount. Have a good day. It, it worked. My, Turned on and loaded I, a game. So I swear, my, my YouTube channel is going to be, become a copycat channel. I'm just going to copy everything that I see that's, that's making shit happen. You, know, <laughs> honestly, you want to know what the famous artist Pablo Picasso said? What? Every great artist copied someone else and just yeah. got noticed. I mean, that's why that's why you that's why I always ask you for assets, even though I've been kind of like laying off. I, I... The difference will always be the creator who made it because no one is ever going to be you and no one has ever been you. Yeah. Oh, so, so you, oh. Could, you can make it a switch uh, unboxing and it'd be totally your thing because I didn't make it. Zen master logic right there. Oh, you know, Leron, if you did it with your shirt off, I bet it would get 10,000 views. Uh, <laughs> Copyright problems there. Just put band-aids over your nipples. <laughs> no, I don't know about copyright pro. Then again, if those guys can always do it with freaking, well, the problem is those guys that, that are like they're like buffing into fitness and stuff, they can get away with that. But like, I'm kind of pudgy right now, so no, like, yeah. <laughs> People will be I'll there get, for it. I'll get an e- I'll get an email from Google saying, "Yeah, you got a copyright strike just because you don't look good." <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who got like like sixty something likes on on that picture I put up yesterday. <laughs> Well, stop posting naked pictures, Laurent. It was not, I was not naked. <laughs> my my video my video that's got the most uh, views on my YouTube is is a meteor that went over my town. Oh my it's god! Not even, not even my video. It's not even my video. I I had found it on a, like a website. Um, someone had recorded it and then I uploaded it on my YouTube, and it's got eight point two k views. That's awesome. What was it like being near a meteor? Like, did you see it close enough to like? Yeah, well, I yeah, I mean, you could see like the flashing of it kind of in the sky for the most part for a little while. Um, That's cool. But yeah, like I, because I I had seen it, but I didn't actually get a chance to you know to record it, mm-hmm. and so then I was just lo- literally looking around online trying to see if I if anyone got a recording of it, and then I found it. And yeah, I couldn't find any on of uh, you know a video of it on YouTube. So then that's why I uploaded it. So then uh, you know I could have it there to that's be awesome. able to watch yeah, it. Well, whenever, so. If that happened uh, okay. here, people would just run. <laughs> I'm in New York, and it would not go well. <laughs> so I just so I just looked at that. I just looked at that video. That uh, not, not a video. The picture that Corey accused me of being naked on. Uh, it's got over a thousand views. Uh-huh. Solid. <laughs> Thirsty ass people. <laughs> well, you know, people. Maybe I could make that work to my advantage on YouTube. Hmm. Telling you, hmm. even if it's like tank top, this like, market is not for kids. Like, 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 like a string, like a stringer, like a stringer tank top. A string, yeah, yeah. You can a be tasteful tank top about it. There's plenty of ways yeah. to be tasteful. Yeah, you know, like you know, like when I turn a certain way, you know, you know, nip nip jumps out for a second. If you if you did like buff person unboxes stuff and like you just I'm do not poses buff, where you, the problem. No, but you do poses where it's like you like oh check out this controller and like <laughs> you flex and like oh I'm unboxing this and then you like do like really like obviously flexing moves to do like stupid and then, things and, and then have the and then have the the, the anime girl sex noise is like huh. Yeah. <laughs> <Stuff like that. laughs> 
<laughs> we can talk about Ubisoft and other news items while you like. Uh-huh. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always a way to no, make you something. Can say, fun we, we can talk about Xbox and just make the X's little, mm-hmm. you know, black tape. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it worked. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, earlier, when you said you know him, about me i was like that sounds like the trailer to like a wanted sequel <laughs> i appreciate the him. intensity you know All him. right and is not okay with me tonight sorry it's not okay with anybody good news i'm standing now dan you've inspired me i'm gonna make this a fully standing podcast before i'm done i can't i can't stand i have nothing left to put my camera on but you're gonna say i have nothing left like in my body today <laughs> it's going to a much darker place i mean it's i like, don't oh, have that either but okay, that's that's, fair. we are recording after dark after this maybe we'll explore that topic when we get there okay. <laughs> um yeah anyway speaking of uh dark topics uh there's a lot of sad news going around uh this this uh this week um so my topic kind of one of my topics kind of revolves around that uh Ubisoft's financial report and potential impact downfall and the sale of the company is my topic uh Ubisoft seems to be in some sort of trouble as many sources have predicted uh in a recent article from Paul Tassi over at Forbes uh I like that guy he only lives about three hours from me um stalker no, he just, he makes it, he lives in Cincinnati and I live in Akron. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. Hi, Paul. <laughs> um, <laughs> Call me Paul. <laughs> oh, you see me peeking through your window. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Creep. <laughs> uh, I know. <clears throat> in a recent article uh, from Paul Tassi, the video games and entertainment beat writer over at Forbes, uh, among many others, Ubisoft has stated that, uh, among other things, Mario plus Rabbids has underperformed. So is Just Dance. They delayed the shipwreck that is known as Skull and Bones yet again and totally canceled three unannounced games. Uh, this brings the total number of canceled games to seven in just the last 12 months. Um, I clicked on or I put a link to an article in here. It's extremely in-depth. Uh, Game Informer has a simpler article to follow along if you want to look at that but i mean ubisoft's kind of a mess right now it wasn't isn't ubisoft one of the companies that have been kind of hinting or positioning themselves to try and be bought out or am i thinking no, of they someone have else been, uh the guillemot family has been trying to sell the company for a while now all right i mean not that this is necessarily related uh, but it actually it I'm, is pretty I'm related honest- because they're trying to they're going to restructure the company so they look they're more appealing to buy. I meant more like not related to the actual have what the sale the sales. I mean it's timely. Yeah. Um, I just more meant. I mean I'm a little uh, disappointed to hear that the Sparks and right. Hope 
underperformed. I don't know if it's necessarily a surprise because that was marketed so heavily. I would see it on every single freaking Nintendo Direct for like a year before it's released. Almost to the point where I'm like, I don't want to see another trailer mm-hmm. for it. And I did play it and I liked it. It's a good yeah, game. But here's the thing. Ubisoft games go on sale very quickly after they come out. And mm-hmm. remember how fast that game was 20 bucks after it came out, the first one? And then it yo-yoed back and forth from between between 20 bucks, 60 bucks, 40 bucks, 20 bucks, 60 yeah, bucks, 40 and, bucks. I see. But you could, like, for about f- right after Christmas, you could get a brand new copy of that game on Amazon for 20 right. bucks. And that sale was there for a while. Like yeah. that was uh, every time I saw it, I was like, mm-hmm. is that just the game's MSRP now? Like, yeah. yeah, right. Really low. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the price went back up when they added like the, uh, the expansions or something like mm-hmm. that, I think. Didn't yeah. it? Like, cause yeah. they had all those things that they're going to add to it. Yeah. When did that game release actually? October. Like, right. They yeah. Right before the holidays. Okay. So, okay. So, cause we kind of, we kind of touched on this last night on Crossroads when we were talking about the Callisto protocol. Uh, because Clisa Protocol also underperformed, um, apparently. But you know, like uh like they were wanting to, they were wanting to have five million units shipped, you know, like like sold, you know. And like the game's only been out literally a month and a month and fifteen days, so forty five days now, right? Um mm-hmm. and uh and they were apparently wanted five million copies, you know, uh, you know, after launch and stuff like that, which you know I hate to say this, but only certain titles can can be guaranteed that type of numbers, you know, at the beginning of its life cycle. Like I'm looking at the Zeldas, I'm looking at the Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the not even Mario gets that, um, in my opinion. Um, you know, fan, you know, fan favorite games get that stuff. So like we're looking at we're looking at World of Warcrafts, you know, um shit. Um Halo doesn't do that anymore, I don't think. I don't think Halo's ever done that. Yeah, it's actually been like the indie sleeper hits, like your Cult of the Lambs, your uh, Strays. Yes. But they get their numbers. Tune they it. get their numbers proportionately, though. Like you know, like right. I don't think any of those games have hit like five million like right out the gate. But you know, based on their budget and stuff, like they right. get a good return mm-hmm. on investment. Plus, like you know, like they're they're affordable and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, like I, I feel like indies get that. Uh, attention and then AAA looks at it and thinks gaming I mean, gaming is still huge but like to get like even god of war like i feel like that was also like a quiet release like everyone got it and they were like oh it's good it's got war ragnarok is what we yeah what we wanted and um that's great but also the scaling isn't the same so if it doesn't blow expectations out of the water it's mm-hmm. considered a failure Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and and also I think I think what I think what a lot of these like I mean, the publishers and, and the investment and the invest and the, and the investors and the and the shareholders and stuff. I think the major thing that they are not taking into account in all this stuff is that sometimes we see these games and they have like these wicked ass numbers and they don't mm-hmm. realize this is a lifetime sales number. I mean, I mean, Monster Hunter mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak just surpassed five million. That's just an expansion game. The mm-hmm. game, the base game itself has sold over 10 million units. So mm-hmm. like 50%, there's a 50%, you know, like, like, you know, absorption rate for the expansion, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that game, that game came out June of last year. So like in six months time, like it made 5 million copies. And I think that's, I think honestly, like expectations need to be tempered somewhere around there because like yeah. these games are going to make, these games are going to make them, if they're, if they're worried about the games, like, you know, making all these numbers at $70, they need to do something different. 
Yeah, and I think they, with Callisto Protocol, I think it's just they were relying too much on the fact of it being the creators of Dead Space, you know, like that's, the right. That's one you know, thing. I think, that's one thing. I think it was that they were thinking that it would be an instant hit just because of a name attached to it, but you can't always. And I mean, that's you know, true. like you we're talking about like indies, you also have a lower entry level to get those games. So, like, you know, like, and Switch is, is still, you know, a, a major place for getting, you know, those cheaper, like, indie games and stuff, too. And that's, I mean, a lot of people have Switches at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, like, uh, then again, the, Switch numbers are, the Switch numbers are very inflated, too, though. Uh, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Because, like, cause like, one person having multiple systems, you know, like, that, mm-hmm. that you know, I'm, I'm surprised Nintendo doesn't also think this way like oh we've got 17 trillion systems sold why don't why why don't we have more than a 50 percent or you know return on investment when the games come out i'm yeah. surprised they don't think like that but they probably know they probably know their customer base that they know like there's avid people who have like nine different switches on their wall mm-hmm. you know in their, yeah. in their closet and shit you know and it was the same with the ps4 you know like there was a lot of them but people had multiple ps4s and you know you had the, the average, the average person if i'm the average person, if I'm not mistaken, probably had two PS4s. You know, like two actual functional PS4s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One being a collector's, what? one being a collector's edition, and one being just a throwaway system. Or, you know, or like somebody that. that somebody had a launch PS4 and then upgraded to the Pro. You know, my the Pro. launch PS4 exactly. is still running smooth as a. My launch PS4, <laughs> like in car. Every now and then, every now and then, my launch PS4 decides it's just going to spit a disc out, whether it's turned on <laughs> or, or, or or off. I mean, it's, maybe it's, that's it's, how you should judge your games. It was the same goes, way. With, <laughs> so you know, it's not going to be good. It was the same way with the Xbox One, though, right? I mean, a lot of people yeah. bought that launch Xbox One, and then either with when that One uh, S or the One X came out, people yeah. upgraded. So. It's, and then it's, you had the 360 with the red ring attached. Oh so people like yeah, yeah. I've, I've got like six six three sixty. I'll never forget people telling me to wrap mine in a towel. I, was like, yeah, I remember that. Remember the rice? Remember the rice? Yeah. Oh, you yes. stick your drowned uh, electronics in rice. Yeah. And hope. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. we've all been uh, guilty. Of- so, but the circle I, is, but the but the ring is back in on on sparks of hope though. Like uh, I, you know, um, I think I think the major I think the major problem here, and I think this is more on Ubisoft than than, than you know anybody else. I think the problem I think the problem is is they Ubisoft thinks all their games are gonna fucking sell. I think mm, that's yeah. really what they think because like look at mm. look at the Assassin's Creeds. They get they get so butt hurt when like when like when like Assassin's Creed doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Uh, they get they get so butthurt when um when Far Cry doesn't do what it's supposed to do. They get so butthurt, you know. Um, what's the, what's their other what's their other big franchise um right now? Oh, the Division, Ray- Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Division yeah. Two yep. performed. Remember, yep. Jesse? Uh, remember when we were talking about the Division Two and how excited we were, and then we just decided that we didn't really want more Division because that game was exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then, um, yeah, really, the only good part about the that the second one was playing multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they don't but, have that going. I mean, I, I, with, let me Creed. also let me let me name you the Switch games that came out within, I'll say, five weeks of uh, Sparks of Hope. We had, um, we had Splatoon three, we had Tunic, uh, we had. Um, Overwatch 2, Nier Automata, No Man's Sky, 
Uh, and these are all games that people were excited for on the Switch. Some are warranted, some are not. But you no, know, uh, honestly, honestly, just the first party title Splatoon probably just like annihilated Sparks yeah. and Pope. Yeah. Uh, Bayonetta just the first three, party title. Persona five, and then when you get into November, you had two Pokemon games, right? Uh, Sifu, Sonic Frontiers. Um, so I mean, Tactics Ogre Reborn. Those those are all games that came out within five weeks either way of of Mario mm-hmm. plus Rabbids. I know this isn't I know this isn't Pal Block, but I'm interested to see how how good Bayonetta three did because I honestly didn't even know it had come out, and I went to the store. I'm like, oh wait, that's out. People loved <laughs> like, it. I didn't even know it was out. I well, didn't, I didn't uh, see anything. Funny. funny you should say that. You should stay tuned for Pal Block expansion pass when we go over the okay. monthly financials <laughs> of uh, Nintendo Switch games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently have... Bayonetta did pretty good. Well, that's good. Yeah, I didn't even know. Well, it no, came no, 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 Bayonetta, no. Bandita has a very nice fan base on on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's amazing. It's amazing to think what it really could have done if it was outside. If it was outside of one console. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know. And this is a and this is a game they thought was a, was a, was a failure because like it didn't sell. I well, it didn't sell two million copies between both the the three sixty and the PS three, the the original game. I have to uh, check. The original yeah, game was on yeah, 360 I, and PS3. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like I probably lowballed that number, but it, mm-hmm. but you know, um, Sega sold, basically was. We had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we had that conversation yeah. a couple weeks ago on Pal Block about Bayonetta One and how it underperformed when it came out. It sold it sold less than four hundred thousand copies. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, you know, yeah. but that's and, also, but honestly, that's also a time when gaming. I want to say, like, it wasn't until we got, like, waist deep in the Xbox 360 and PS3 era that, um, that suddenly, that mm. suddenly, you know, like, you know, like, gaming became, like, the mega, the, the yeah. mega shark that it is, yeah. you know? Bayonetta 1 and 2 didn't sell over a million copies until they both came to Switch. Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's crazy to me to think that that's where the well, fan I know. base was like, this is the console for us. When it, like, wait, Bayonetta wait. screams, Devil May Cry, and PlayStation era... Hack yeah. and slash. The, th- mm-hmm. the thing too is, is like Bayonetta one. I know people love that character and that franchise, but Bayonetta one wasn't great. Like it wasn't that good, especially when you had Devil May Cry out at that time. Yeah. And oh, uh, you know what? Ninja Gaiden one and two a... were both were out, right? Like Sigma had just come out on PS three, and uh, Ninja Gaiden two had come out on Xbox three sixty. Like there were much better stylized action games than Bayonetta. As a as a as a former as a former Devil May Cry fan, um, I I did not like I did not like the the fuckery they were doing with Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry one, in my opinion, was a masterpiece. Devil mm-hmm. May Cry two comes out and it's like, uh, what? You know, um, Devil May Cry three happens, uh, like return to form. You know, Devil May Cry four comes out and it's like, okay, we got Metal Gear Solid two all of a sudden because we're playing with. We're playing half the game with a character we didn't even want, you know. And then, and then the trickery was like we 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 get Dante, and then we have to play the game in reverse with Dante and go back to the beginning. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? Devil May Cry Five is amazing, you know. But and DMC like, is can't... really good though. Yeah, DMC? that's my yeah D- yeah DMC oh. Devil May Cry yeah, and that's the, and that's the one that wasn't done by the, any of the original team. Nope, Ninja, <laughs> yeah. Ninja Theory did that game. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and, so and yeah. So you know, by the time so when Bayonetta came out, I was like, Bayonetta is like what Devil May Cry should have been the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Well, 
couple years ago, there was a rumor that there was going to be a Devil May Cry versus Bayonetta game at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, but I mean, now Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo Platinum pretty much came out and said that if Nintendo doesn't fund Bayonetta, it's not coming out. So <laughs> you know, jeez, and that's and that's <laughs> Platinum and that's Platinum's fault. Yeah, it's all right. The new rumor now is that Platinum's working on Scalebound for Xbox. Ow. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Microsoft needs a prop. Microsoft needs a property. <laughs> Micro- Microsoft needs a lot of things. Clearly, they didn't need like a third of their employees. But you know. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, I I know that's really insensitive to all the people that just lost their jobs, and I feel really bad. But mm-hmm. you know, it always sucks when people go through restructures. Um. But yeah, I mean, that Halo team got hit pretty hard, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm crazy to see that happen like this is where i learned about it too like with y'all tonight and i was like whoa yeah <laughs> like, it just, i mean it just came out like this afternoon that mm-hmm. almost the entire campaign team got laid got pink slipped. and bethesda so yeah um right well, before the i think year what's happening i think what's happening wait, is, wait bethesda got hit too yeah well a lot it's ooh. a lot of their pr team and i think that xbox and bethesda are merging their pr teams and there's a lot of redundancy okay fair um, we weird to see bethesda be touched at all the year that you got space game coming out I yeah what's oh yeah the space game team Starfield. got hit too though yeah. damn right so like <laughs> which might lead to speculation of those rumors right. that it might get delayed again that might get delayed I mean, yeah i saw probably that. why it's not part of the showcase coming up well, no, I don't what, think it was. I, I think I think it was never initially supposed What's to be part of the showcase. I know, but they got in front of oh. it and said that that's not going to be in the showcase. And yeah, yeah, you're rumors right. Started floating around that it's Starfield. Yeah, <laughs> you said all this time like we were all calling it space game, and space, I was like, nah. space, space, space game. <laughs> I mean, started. I mean, it's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, Google knew what I meant. I said space game Bethesda to Google, and it was like Google knew what I meant. It was the saddest return. It was like it's Starfield idiot please <laughs> google issues first insult <laughs> yeah the ai is getting too strong yeah <laughs> oh man speaking of ai we talked a lot about chat gp today at work mm-hmm. that's uh oh yeah interesting platform um so yeah anyways back to ubisoft like this is this is all nuts like ubisoft, they have ubisoft is bone hooding, bone hitting shit what Ubisoft is just boneheading a whole bunch of shit lately. Well, they want every game to be a game as a service, and they went in and said that. They said that we've prepared our franchises to be long-lasting service games. And, I mean, you kind of see that with Assassin's Creed. I mean, they're... they're what, their next game is basically a game as a service. Mm-hmm. Valhalla was, uh, wasn't a game as a service, but they released like season passes every five seconds. You know? <laughs> The Division, uh, Rainbow Six, X Defiant is another one that's not out yet, but is that Ghost Recon game that they canceled last year? Well, don't forget Just Dance. It was a game as a service. You had to have a monthly subscription to play all the songs. I didn't know that. Well, you still do. And it's ridiculous. Oh, I thought you said it, it, it in no. the past. No, I know. I only make fun of it because I had that one time where I actually did bio just dance, but it was just because I was having like teenage teenage girl, mm-hmm. like like like. Well, I wasn't okay. That just sounded weird coming out of my mouth. I had like <laughs> I had friends who had teenage kids. 
No, that sounds horrible. No, it's not what wow. I meant. Nobody, nobody clip that. No, out either of us, please. <laughs> no, no, it's not what I meant. I had friends. Oh God, the, the guy that I dated had teenage daughters. I'm like, what do I do to inter- entertain Gen Z teens? I'm like, oh, just dance the stupid shit because it's like I don't know dancing, and they do dancing on the TikTok. So I kind of just dance, and, <laughs> and they never God, played it, like and I was stuck with this. This stupid Just Dance game. And I couldn't even play all the songs. They're like, oh, you have to have a monthly subscription to get all these songs. I'm like, this sucks. You that Christmas morning where someone who wants to dance really bad, like the kids are so excited, like, oh, well, we need you to sign up for uh, Netflix, but like three times the cost for one yeah. game, please. And it's like, yeah. no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Just want to dance. <laughs> Just want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> in the title and they're not even letting it happen <laughs> it's like the footloose of video games um kevin bacon's on the screen hi i'm kevin bacon Forgot we know about... you want to dance but you need a nasty white t-shirt some ugly jeans and no music for a low cost of 30 dollars a month you too <laughs> Can enjoy this experience. Uh, title of the episode, by the way, Footloose of Gaming. Um, yep. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I I know we talked a lot about it on Power Block the other night, but the Ubisoft situation is just really dire. The other thing too is the potential buyer is Tencent. <sighs> you hate to see it, uh, or the Saudi <laughs> Family Carnage Fund. I don't know what it's called, but. Might as well be called that. When it comes to uh, Ubisoft, weren't they just in the news for that Star Wars game? Or is that a different company? Yeah, yeah they're making it. Um, oh, those are the other two game as a service games they're making. They're making a Star Wars game as a service and they're making an Avatar game as a service. It's weird because they've been in the news on my from my perspective for things. That look at all the cool things that are coming down the pipe from us. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, all right. All right, Ubisoft, please. Well, like, gonna, I get it. I mean, to be fair, they're not going to go out on social media <laughs> like, "Hey, we suck right now," you know. Yeah, it's. I agree, and that's I understand true. that. <laughs> but it's well, just they funny do. That that's, yeah, they do have a lot of great things, but yeah, like that's that's kind of what makes this a bummer for me. Is like, you know, like I I love Siege, and there's you know they have a lot of games that I I love, and it's yeah, me it's too. a bummer to see them be, you know, at risk. Yeah. of you know <laughs> i really like to maybe sell off some of those I, I i don't know how i feel about ubisoft i feel like i feel like they i don't know i feel like they i feel like they you know what i know i know i know exactly where like i fell out of love with ubisoft it was with the assassin's creed unity fiasco yeah well i that, didn't play that, I didn't play and the photo uh-huh sorry go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off uh, i was gonna say that and the photoshop watchdogs one at e3 oh god <laughs> You know where I played Watch Dogs One, Laron? Where? The Wii U. <laughs> wow. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. What? Sounds like a weird trivia question that nobody would have gotten correct. What have you not played on? I know, right? Let's see. I I I pretty much played everything on the Wii U, but mostly because of Pal Block, to be honest. Did you play the Call of Duty games? Did. Didn't I they have, have a Call I of have, Duty? Yeah, I had right. Black Ops and Ghosts on, on Wii U. That's right. I remember you saying that. I mean, that. it's a great console. Yeah. Let's be honest. I still have mine. That's what I said. See? See, I'm not the only one that thinks it was a bad console. 
The console itself sucks, but okay, the games are good. I never said I never said it was a bad tablet. console. I just never I just never owned it. The tablet. I just felt like I, I just got mine, mine, but you know. Did you mean I just to say got that mine last year? The Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now is the time because they're going to skyrocket in price. I feel like like well, that it's moving up from 3ds yeah. and now it's going to go. It's going to move into I, the Wii again. I talked to mine was. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead, Jesse. I was just going to say, yeah, mine was kind of a fun story because I went to a um. I went to a rummage sale and someone was mm. selling it for like I think thir- I think I paid like thirty bucks, thirty five bucks for it, wow. and it, and nice. then I think it was another ten dollars for all the Wii nunchucks and the Wii remote, and and it came with like two or three games, um yeah, and I I bought it for like forty five bucks altogether. That's great. Uh, it's in good yeah. condition. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's in the box and everything. It was the Splatoon. Wow. Uh, I believe the Splatoon one. Wow! Wow! See, that's what I need to do. I just need to take a day, maybe during garage sale season in the fall, just drive around and see if someone's grandparents is just throwing out shit like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. But the thing is, is like, there's only three games left on the con- or four, I guess technically, but one sucks. That like have haven't made it over to the Switch yet, right? Yeah, and they probably never will, so that's no, why it's important. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker will. I bet they would come out next year. I bet, I next, bet next year? Next year. Next year? 2024, yeah. right? 2024. Yeah, it's, I don't think anything else is really going to come out when Tears of the Kingdom no. comes out this year. Well, the thing is, they want one Zelda product a year, and last year was the first time they haven't had a Zelda product since, like, 2000. And... Blasphemy. <laughs> so. We all felt it. Really Just, surprised they didn't they do... The... the this thing what was that called the oh i have it the The game Game and watch Watch. oh yeah which is like 20 bucks on walmart.com right now and i um i justify this purchase by making a youtube short out of it (laughs) there you You go you didn't keep it out as a clock no (laughs) it it the battery isn't super great but it it's in good condition still they're They're on sale on it walmart for like 25 bucks no they're really rare and cool to have yes they're mm. rare and cool to have <laughs> there's a triforce on the back no comment <laughs> it's the coolest uh, thing i i like i like it as a clock because it makes a very pleasant yeah. beeping noise but then i had to keep charging it and then yeah that's the thing that got me about it too i was like this isn't practical at all it's a cardboard stand no. like what's happening <laughs> yeah is it, is it just a watch battery in it <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the two Zelda games, Xenoblade Chronicles X and Star Fox Zero, are like the four games that either didn't make it over or didn't get a sequel. So, I mean, you could look at Yoshi, Yoshi's Woolly World, but we got Crafted World. You could look at uh the Kirby game, which that Kirby, Kirby game is great, but it requires yeah. a second screen. So interesting to see how that plays out. I, I have it pre-ordered, so I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. I guess the Wii U is still worth having if you don't have a Switch, but you know. Or a Wii. Or a Wii. Well, yeah. Backwards compatibility Wii. Ah. Mm. <laughs> okay, we, we can move on now. I'll be going. <laughs> I see what you did there. I kind of wish you didn't. <laughs> well, I appreciated that joke. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Man, I wish I could see what Jason Trier was tweeting, but he blocked me, so I can't. I can go. I can see. Yeah. 
I haven't sought him out in a long time. I, hope I, he's I, I can doing I, I can see because yeah, I haven't I've, I've never that. I've never crossed swords with that guy. So I I, I am I am I am free of being blocked. He didn't he didn't like what I had to say about crunch and video game industry. Which wasn't ter- a terrible thing, but I said I said nothing creative ever came out of a nine to five job. And then he blocked me. Oh. Someone's a little salty. <laughs> Let's see. It's fine. Strong like public words from a Halo developer mirroring what I've heard from many other Halo developers. Other problems, as we reported, include the tools and heavy reliance on contractors who had to be let go after 18 months. It, is this how they... It's so it's so weird to me. So like I was saying earlier, we were, uh, me and my friends were talking about Halo and the joke about it being bought or acquired by Sony in some way to be then built by Bungie. Um, completely unrealistic. But also, what is Microsoft's plan with halo and it's like we that's when it's like oh yeah and then to that point like to be relying on contractors for like what was like the online introduction for like everyone in our generation to gaming on the internet like Mm -hmm. it's just crazy to see that's the state i think they got i think I, i don't know if they need to reset or reboot halo but i think they need to be done with chief Right. I think they need to tell other stories in the universe and I think they need to let other studios take a crack at it. Right. Like I think I think someone like Machine Games would be really fun to see mm-hmm. in the Halo universe. Like maybe not a Spartan, but like a like an ODST type situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe tell a story about like the Spartan ones, right, that we never really saw. Yeah, there's plenty of novels. Yeah. That have so mm-hmm. much ridiculous lore. I mean, even reach had a whole team of spartans mm-hmm. that each had their own characteristics and weapons and they all were very cool and you don't play as them uh you play as i think the recruit right no, yeah I noble think. six yeah you play as your own who's like the middle basically the chief analog yeah um but not and um that i remember thinking like man i just want to play as george with that machine gun yeah and like the slow like that to me would be a really cool like a five player halo game with very different classes. Like that would be interesting. You're right. Like the chief has six games. Yeah. You can Mm -hmm. get your fix. Yeah. I just, you know, plus like, I mean, I think, I think they got to reset or do something different anyway, because like, man, you look at something like the brand is just, you look at something like the last of us, right. Where like, that brand is on the highest of highs right now with like, you know, the last of us part two being critically loved the, um, the remake of the first game being great. The show seemingly being on the right path, right? It's like, you're seeing that. And then you look at halo infinite and master cheeks from the show, right? Like it's just, I don't know. Halo, halo. Like you said, Dan, like it used to be the pinnacle. It was the pinnacle of gaming for me for a long time. Halo three, like Halo three and Gears and Gears of War, never left my Xbox ever, right? Ever, you know. And like, and I'm I'm a Halo four defender. I love Halo four, you know. But like, I I don't know what you do with it now. I think I think that whole studio just needs. I mean, we know Bonnie Ross is gone, right? Like. She said she had medical issues. That's why, or she had a medical emergency. That's why she left. But I, I'm wondering if she was forced out. 
they gave her job to three separate people within the company, right? Like all these people are leaving. Joe Staten is leaving to go back to Microsoft Publishing. I don't, I don't know what you do, man. This studio just seems yeah. so lost. As someone, as a studio that's supposed to be your flagship studio with your flagship franchise, like, I don't know. Maybe Halo's just not it anymore, right? Like, I, I mean, to me, I still think the Coalition and Gears are like the most consistent studios and games at this point. It's interesting to t- think about this in light of the recent layoffs and restructuring because there's definitely a relation there there's got to be mm-hmm. so much yeah happening that stops halo from being most of their games from like being what everyone kind of expecting out of yeah. xbox and the thing is is like halo infinite was good i enjoyed halo infinite like i thought it played great the weapons were mm-hmm. fun the grappling hook was was great i mean i know there's a lot of falling pieces around it but like i mean you know like no co-op campaign at launch clearly didn't have a great roadmap for multiplayer stuff right but that campaign was fun you know mm-hmm. um does it yeah, have I think, co-op now i'm sorry yeah it, it has uh online co-op yeah and i think i think the thing is is like with with first person shooters in general like I'll, like everything's been done like i you know like we're seeing like battlefields just not performing anymore because it's like they, you know, they don't really know what to do exactly to, to make that different and, and, you know, feel new and, and energized. And I, and I feel like, yeah, like, you know, this was the halo infinite was their attempt to try to do something and, and yeah, it worked, but I don't know if that's going to work again. Um, and then you know, like Call of Duty has kind of had its ebbs and flows as far as like you know figuring what they want to do. Um, yeah, I I feel like just the first person shooter genre, you know, as a whole is kind of struggling, you know, to to do something different because it's it's almost all been done already, you know, like I. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like Fortnite's still going, but that's because it's it's got you know it's got all those those things to bring like all ages into it, and you know the the events and stuff like that. I mean, they really do a good job of you know making you want to play that game. Like you know, like when holidays happen, they have events that happen in game, and you know, or like when the season ends, they have some kind of event that you know, that you can interact with and like they, they do a good job of making people want to come back to that game. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was add three destiny characters to Fortnite, And I <laughs> logged in and threw like 40 bucks at a game yep. that I never played. I know I did too. Yep. I was like, I have to have Ikora. Don't I did, just, yeah, I did the same we, thing. I have a sparrow now. Good. Like now I can finally <laughs> feel at home. And I kicked so many non-players, but I know the game threw bots at me. I know it. It's so weak. Oh, it's so weak. Nah, dude, ever since, ever since those characters came out, I haven't taken the stranger off. Yeah. And I, like, and I play when I play with my nephews, they're like, Oh, you got cool skins. I'm like, yeah, I'm never using another one. Yeah. This is the only one. Where are the adults that is like, you don't use the cool stuff you have. Like, yeah, I know. Like- <laughs> I know. It's funny. My nephew calls me an OG because like when Jesse and I were playing, like right when the game first came out, I have all mm-hmm. these dances and skins from like the first five seasons of the game. Nice. 
and my nephew is <laughs> 10 and he's like super impressed because i have these skins i'm like <laughs> yeah it's a it's a gold llama helmet i don't know what you want from me <laughs> and to that end like there are so many things that could apply to halo mm-hmm. that fortnite's mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. and i mean destiny has a form of it it's a little more storytelling than than like event like but Halo also brought esports to consoles in that way. So, like, it's interesting to not see a ladder happening, like a tournament ladder happening, like every month or some something that mm-hmm. kind of piggybacks off of that legacy to have fun with it. And it's it's got to be the rumblings yeah. <laughs> that we're just not privy to. Yeah. Hey Jesse, refresh your page. Your thing stopped recording. Oh, okay. Just refresh. Just hit refresh. It should be fine. The oh, it... come back, Jesse. Jesse, come back. <laughs> there it's we go. Rec- oh, there it is. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Halo. Like, even like with all the properties that microsoft owns now too right like you could totally put like a doom skin in there for like a season pass or you know whatever those weird polygonal body suits and and wolfenstein were right like oh okay <laughs> we got there i was like what yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah uh you know they, they could do so many things with armor sets like i don't know put a perfect dark bodysuit in there i don't care yeah, to have all that and not find a way to like, because you, I would be really weirded out if Star Wars started showing up in Marvel movies and vice versa. But when video games do stuff like that, like we were talking about Bayonetta and Devil May Cry, we kind of want that, not mm-hmm. to a an annoying extent. Um, but even like again, Destiny has like an Assassin's Creed. Um, I don't like it, but it's an armor set. Yeah. Um, we kind of love that because our games are playing at Mario and, and Sonic. Like we're not as weirded out by that kind of stuff. So like to not see it happen when you have that many IPs under your umbrella as Microsoft. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. I think it's more like comic. It's more like a comic book thing, you know, for Mm -hmm. me, for games where comic books, you see crossovers like all the time. And I mean, Christ, the, I love that the turtles and the, uh, Ghostbusters crossover. Yeah, they're also in Mortal Kombat, right? Aren't they? Yeah. In, or Injustice? I think so, yeah. But, yeah. 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 It's the only reason why I bought Injustice was to play the Ninja Turtles for like 20 minutes. <laughs> true true awesome. story. It was on sale that week, though. Mm-hmm. It was like 20 bucks, and the season pass was like 15. That's worth it. I was like, yeah. Like, if you compare it to a, a dinner out, mm-hmm. that's that's totally a night out mm-hmm. or you get to play video games for a few hours. Yeah. I'll play Ninja Turtles for, you know, an hour. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Injustice is, is a pretty good fighting game too, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of interested how Halo looks in the future. I'm also kind of concerned, but, you know, I guess that's how it goes when you mess up. I guess, you know, it goes when the, I think the pressure was on and they had a reaction and now we're seeing the lack of Mm -hmm. movement because of it. 
Yeah. Just like, you know, earlier with the Ubisoft having a bad outing with Sparks of Hope, you know, and there was pressure, was not met. Weirdness ensues. Yeah. So, good luck to everybody who lost their jobs. Um, it sucks. Yeah. So, well, the good thing is, is there's there's plenty of places. I feel like there's more and more places to go. Oh yeah, for, especially you know. especially where three four three is located, and mm-hmm. most of these people sound like they were on contract jobs anyway. Yeah. You know. We'll see. Um, who else has a topic? Anybody want to talk about anything else? I mean, we could talk I about played how... the Forspoken demo. Yeah. <laughs> the updated version or the, the point? I version? played it for the first time tonight to prepare for this podcast. Mm. Because I had okay. I have a list of games I'm excited for for the year, but I'm also like, what's funny and fun right now? And that's the first thing that came to mind. Okay. That's for, it's weird. Forspoken. Do tell. Tell us. Tell tell us. It's, it's weird. Um, the gameplay looks a lot more fluid than the gameplay is like in the uh, trailers and everything, like how the game seems to pride itself on this forward motion, beautiful graphics. Um, But it's got that thing where you hold up and hold a circle. And then Mm -hmm. you're kind of doing all the cool moves that you see. So you're not really like switching between stuff unless I didn't get to a certain part, but like it's called like magic parkour or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the equivalent to magic parkour. Is it like where you like hold up an X it's Assassin's Creed, like Assassin's where like Creed. there's obstacles and yeah. you just kind of go. It's yeah. co- sort of what it felt like. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So they have that, which was weird. But I was like, okay, I'm just getting into it. But then the combat, I don't know if this is how it is in every combat scenario, but they like stopped. It felt like a PS3 game where they like stop you and then they pan the camera at your enemies. Like, look at all the enemies you're about to fight. They're all here. Wow. And then, like, uh-huh. you then regain control. And, you know, they give you a little tutorial prompt and tell you how to do a thing. And I just, it didn't feel fluid. Like, L2 was defensive support spells, R2 was attack spells, and then you had to switch the spells. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me because the spells in the trailer are all, like, you see them all happening at once. And, like, they, she goes from ice to fire, like, in a move. And I'm like, okay, I'm excited to experience this. And it, I kept having to pop into this menu to switch my spells mm-hmm. and I didn't play for very long. And it is a demo pre-release, <laughs> not passing any major judgments, but my initial reaction was strange. And um, I wasn't sure if any of you had the chance to play it or look I, at it. I played it a couple of a couple months ago when they released it the first time. I haven't played the patch version. Okay. Cause there was a major patch for this demo t- yesterday or today. By the way. Which is interesting, also in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I 100% agree with you. The combat is not fluid at all. It's not right. fluid. Um, switching the powers is really strange, especially when the offensive and defensive powers are on two separate triggers and then two mm-hmm. separate wheels. Um, I did like the one power where you like kind of throw this kind of magic rock mash against the burst move yeah. or something like that yeah. or you have like a shield and then yeah. You... yeah 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 and then like i found this cottage that i explored uh, uh, and got a bunch of stuff in then i went out to this bridge and it did that whole pan over the bridge like ah look at all these enemies on this bridge isn't this bridge cool look at all the people on the bridge <laughs> and then it, that 
Was I forgot? Was there a lot of cringy dialogue in this demo? Um, there wasn't a lot when I played. There, I mean, there was a little bit, but there wasn't a lot. She has this. Oh, by the way, she has this magic bracelet that talks to you in this mm-hmm. really terrible British accent. Um, it comments on everything you do. Yeah, literally everything. <laughs> um, even when you get hit by an enemy, it's like you shouldn't have got hit, or yeah. like I bet that hurt. do better. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, that would get. There, there's a toggle quick. though that more talking and less talking though. In the opposite. I love I love how that's a thing now. I do. Like if you have to put that in your game, maybe there's too much talking. Just right. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, doesn't uh, what was that game? Was High on Life has that? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, uh-huh. I think High on Life is a little bit different though, because I think that's a different audience than what Forspoken is going for. I feel like Forspoken is going for like the God of War Horizon audience, like aiming that direction. Whereas High on Life looks like. Oh, I ate this whole bag of edibles, and I don't know what to do for three days. I guess I'll play this game, you know. So there, there was this intro to answer your question from the post patch new demo perspective, um, where it felt like a early two thousands TV show that got you caught up on what the character status was from last season. Mm. That's how they start uh-huh. the demo, and they preface the world with this. Oh, they didn't start that in the demo I played. I don't know if I needed the preface. I I like I remember seeing the game's trailer and thinking I want to play it and then the next thing the game does is like a really busted up version of an intro that I'm sure is much better fleshed out in the actual title. Mm. Um cuz I'm playing the demo to not really like get into the story yet, right? But they did that. And I was like I don't I, I don't care right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will care in the future. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that was an interesting choice. And um, yeah, like the narrative from that, from that moment, I was like, oh, this is a weird narrative that I'm not sure I actually want to play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Of course, it's a demo. And that was like, it felt shoehorned in. Maybe that's why I got a little frustrated by it. Because I didn't, I don't, I wasn't there for it. It's like, uh, seemed like an unnecessary description. Yeah, see, based off of what all I've been hearing about the people that have tried the demos, I'm at a point where I'm probably not going to buy this day one, and I'll just wait. Leron, I see you have something to say, okay? Um, I'm going to wait till it's a Black Friday sale. Okay, yeah. this, this game feels like a $20 Like, that's when I'll buy it, is when it's 20 bucks. I am I am so glad somebody else said this, because, like, I'll be honest with you, I have never been impressed with this game since, remember, remember back when, like, you know, they first did a reveal of it, and it was just a damn dragon, like, just blowing fire across the land mm-hmm. and stuff, and I was like, okay, what is this? We thought it was the next Final Fantasy, and then come to find out, haha, it's not a Final Fantasy game, and stuff like that, and then, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, the game, <sighs> Square, I, you know, I, I I don't know if I love Square because, like, I also have like a really bad relationship with Square. Is Square and Square Enix nowadays? You know, stuff like that. You know, it's it's the it's the it's the blowback from it's the blowback from Kingdom Hearts number one. But <laughs> but you know, here's the thing about it: when Square is doing like when Square and Square Enix, well, Square Enix, I'm sorry, I keep calling them Square. Just Square for short. Just 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 think that when Square is doing Final Fantasy, they are bringing their not just their A game; they're bringing out their triple quadruple A game. Mm-hmm. But when they do something else, or especially something that's geared towards a Western audience, you know, per se, it it just looks like a hot mess. Feels like Either it looks like a hot mess, it plays like a hot mess, or it sounds like a hot mess. And it's sounding like it's all three. 
what you guys just said with this demo. And, you know, yeah. maybe that's kind of harsh for me to say because this is just a demo. It's not the finalized version of the game. Right. But don't I but you know like this this is not this 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 is not what we expect from Square Enix, to be honest with you. This is not what we expect, you know. Like yeah. you know, like you know, like everyone's like, oh, the game looks so beautiful. I'm like, I don't see the beautiful because I, I see, I see, uh, I see, uh, what, what's, what, uh, I see, uh, what's the, what's the, I can see like the waffle weave, like, you know, like, like imprint of the graphics, you know, you know, when she's doing all these crazy movements, I'm like, this is not polished. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, the thing is though, I like the premise of the, of the, I like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of the game where like, it's like a kid in King Arthur's court style. Like this girl gets sucked in from modern day into this, you know, fantastical land and finds out that she has these magical powers because of something she finds. Right. I think it's I think the premise of the game is cool. And like we don't have many games with a a black female protagonist, which is also pretty cool. Right. Um, Yep. The magic like the fluid magic combat looks cool when you watch it in trailers and stuff. But like, man, it's just. That's the thing that really, and again, I'm going to try to keep an open mind to it as things move forward. Um, I'm going to give the demo another shot for sure. But I remember thinking like, that looks so much fun to perform that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get that initial feedback from the game when I tried the demo. And that to me is unfortunately the selling point is all that fancy stuff they show off. Like, oh, look at all these cool things you could do. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't show the radial menus. <laughs> they didn't show all that other and you get graded after every fight. And I got an E on my first one. I'm like, well, I, I didn't even get the chance to study. And you're already mm-hmm. giving me quizzes. Like, wait, you get yeah. like when you play Devil May like Cry. Devil May Cry and, and Bandana. Yeah. Oh, and at oh, the very oh, end, oh, like oh. E or F yeah. or S mm-hmm. is what I'm hoping mm-hmm. to get one day. <laughs> and a. Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting. So then that told me it wanted to be more of a hack and slash game. But the combat doesn't say that. So it's mm-hmm. it's in a state. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. Well, and we've we've been burned so many times by demos that, you know, like Anthem, for instance, you know, yeah. like we we were everyone was kind of hopeful that the Anthem demo was it was just, you know, it was some issues. It was just a demo wasn't going to reflect what, you know, the main the full product was going to be. But then, yeah, it did end up reflecting what the whole fr- product was going to mm-hmm. be. And, mm-hmm. you know, R.I.P. Javelins for Hire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that y'all? Was that y'all's show? That was our eight yeah. episode Anthem podcast. Yep. Hey, hey, hey! You made up eight episodes though. We That's... we wanted to make sure that if it blew up, we were the first ones at the door. You know, you you yeah, left your yeah. mark on the game, and the game left us. Yeah. <laughs> I got all the comics. <laughs> That's awesome. We did. We did a. Uh, did we did did we show them off on one of the episodes? I don't know. I think we did. Because I think, I think actually our last episode, I don't even know if, I don't even know if the game came out. No, <laughs> to be no honest. The, the, the last episode was, uh, what, oh, we did nine episodes, Jesse. Uh, yeah. We had one the week the game, the game came out, the one the week after with our initial impressions. And then week nine, we had new loot changes and uh, making our way through. Yeah. And then that was it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. I guess it's a cool logo, though. 
Yeah. I mean, everything about the game is cool. That's the thing that, and it's so, it's such a good point too, Jesse, because like, you're right. The game had this look. You were like, I could be Iron Man and the loot works yeah. like Destiny and you could just pop in and out of your friends' games like that. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. play that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Anthem had an idea of that in there. But yeah, and it's an interesting thing to have happen because again i mean no man's sky was that way now it's beyond anyone's wildest dreams of what that game is supposed to be mm-hmm. but yeah this whole thing about the marketing around a game comes comes back around and sometimes reverse markets itself downwards yeah yeah and i mean you know and that's the thing is i think Forspoken's kind of the same way like i'm interested in it like you know i i, st- I probably will still end up getting it but mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it could be the same thing where it's just anthem like had a lot of great ideas it just wasn't executed very well um in the ways that it yeah. needed to to continue to be something that people wanted you know to have interest in yeah. And, I, yeah. and it's it's possible this game could kind of end up being the same way where you'll have people that will love it but but it's just not yeah. going to reach everyone that that was initially interested in it yeah, this also feels like the last idea from uh, old Square Enix, right? Like from when they were trying to do I'm as as a defender of Final Fantasy 15. This definitely feels like a thought from that era, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's a good call. Um, whereas, you know, I, I really think Square is actually doing a lot of great things mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy 16 and Final Fantasy 7 remake. You know, Crisis Core was pretty decent. Uh you know what they're doing with uh octopath and some of the stuff they're releasing on switch right like i I think they have a clear plan of what they want to do dragon quest 12 right they have a clear vision of what they want to do because obviously they do because they off you know they off their western studios for like breadcrumbs and water (laughs) but you know uh this just forespoken feels like a project that's been in development for too long from an era that square wants to forget right that's really good end cap that whole thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so. all right well i think we're done here job, Great job. Well interneted once yeah. again <laughs> dan thanks for joining us once again Thanks for having me. You want to tell you want to tell people where they can find you. You can go to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Dan O'Mac. Um, I do a podcast that's currently on like a baby hiatus um, for a while now. It's like a teenager at this point. Um, you can find that on anchor uh, anchor.fm slash dinosaur machines where we talk about a game in a round table style discussion format. Yeah, honestly, Fuck. I miss you guys. Like, I've I've been listening to like your yeah. episodes lately. Oh uh, man, well we have a big backlog, so hopefully, hopefully that. Wait, what episode? Yeah, what what episode are are y'all currently on right we now? We are at one fifty three. Nice. So, yeah, Oxen Free was our. I first forgot. One. Was it the Cult of the Lamb last? No, one? it was no. Return to Monkey Island. Yeah. Return to Monkey yes, Island. That was the okay, last like, one. Yeah, which I got through the intro of. <laughs> A lot of the podcast is me hearing what the game's about from Mark and Dave because I can't put Destiny down for long enough to play the game sometimes. It's fair. And I do that too. It's going to change after like tomorrow. 
take a tiny break. Keep telling you yourself know, I keep that. telling you that too. I'm like, Steph, this is it. I'm going to be on a break from Destiny. I'm going to play like a Mario game. And then I don't do that. Yeah. Hey, when are we going on a terror raid? That's a good question. Thing. I have to beat the story, which I'm in the Elite Four now in Pokemon mm. Scarlet. Or Great. I would love your thoughts on the whole end game of the like entire thing, like the entire mainline, because... I was shockingly surprised how deep the Pokemon story was for Scarlet and Violet. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I will. I'll, I'll let you know because I've heard the same thing and now I'm interested to see what happens. It sounds like a okay. Boss Rush book club episode. <laughs> I'm down. I'm not going to like talking. Though. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right. Also because I didn't play Pokemon and I don't care. Um, no, the first the first one I'm really looking forward to is Hogwarts Legacy, which is the magic game I'll be buying in February. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, Dan, thanks for thanks for joining us. You're always welcome here. Um, Thank you for having me. It was nice to chat. Love your comedy. Love the uh, insight and conversations. It's always a good time. Uh, Jesse, good to see your face again too. Uh, two weeks yeah. in a row. Yeah. So make it three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So you can find us at Bosworth Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on all the places. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and or podcast services. If you want the show a week early, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Boss Rush Media. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. Take care. The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Dierig. My co-hosts are Stephanie Klimov, Laurent Dawkins, and Edward Barnett. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXP cast. You can find Laurent at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at that Retro Code on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Padlock. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamCoreyNHD, and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Padlock. Find the Boss Rush Podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and the Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.